Join Hakan Ivry, a school run by the nest, on a mystical journey to a deeper dimension of Yahweh, his character and his heartbeat. This year we will journey into the chamber of the Hebrew language and unlock the mystery surrounding the living letters. We will engage with the mystical insights of weekly Torah portions and the feasts of Yahweh. Experience the heartbeat of Yahweh for you through your birth Torah portion and in this intimate chamber reconnect with the scrolls of your life. Together we will engage the mystery surrounding Israel and discover your identity and inheritance through the 12 tribes of Israel. There are two 45-minute sessions each week on a Wednesday and a Friday and one 30-minute Parsha session every Saturday. All sessions are recorded and can be viewed at any time after the day they are published to the site. For this year's intake only, prices have been dropped by $200. There's only a small window to take advantage of the special offer. Registration close on 31 August 2020. Classes commence first week of September 2020. For more information, visit www.thefoundationnest.com and visit the Hakan Ivry tab. We look forward to welcoming you to Hakan Ivry. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, a podcast by Origin Gate. This is Ian Clayton. Today I want to pick up and continue with talking about the spirit of wisdom and who she is and just some of the things that I found excessively exciting regarding her role in that which was before creation. The last session we finished off in verse 29, I'm going to pick it up in verse 30 now. I mean, these these are this is an amazing passage of scripture that has so much meaning in it. And if your heart is blinded by the process of humanity and the way we relate in, in a human form, then you will miss everything that has been said in this podcast, because you cannot transfer way, way, the way we relate in the human form and our humanness to that which was in the beginning when we have a fallen state of the way the things operate here. So I'm just going to pick this up and let the chips fall where they where they fall, because I'm going to be saying some things today that possibly you don't want to hear. Maybe you will choose to think otherwise, and that's okay. We are quite diverse in our thinking, and I don't mind what you think. I just know what I think. and. Um, what my entanglement with these, with this being, the spirit of wisdom has been, and what I've learned from sitting at her feet and um, learning from her as one of my um, keepers, as one of my, um, how would I describe them? In Galatians two four it says, "A son, though he being lord of all, is under tutors and governors." And I've done lots of teachings about who the tutors are, which are to do with the seven spirits of Yahweh, and she is one of them. This I'm going to say this clearly here. This is not who she is as one of the seven spirits of Yahweh. It's a position of service she has chosen in creation. This is not who she was in the beginning and the works of old and he's in all the way back, those five dimensional realms before the eternal realm. And so I'm going to just read this and I'm just going to talk a little bit about this. Then it says this, and this is found in verse 30 now. 
Then I was by him, as one bought up with him. And I was his daily delight, rejoicing always before him. It's so interesting. I, I love verse 22, which is now explained a little bit in verse 30. Verse 22, it says this, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his ways, of course, which is the first dimensional realm that really begins to unlock after the eternal realm. And the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his ways. The word possessed there is a very interesting phraseology, especially in the Hebrew, which really means to become entwined so intrinsically into one another that you cannot distinguish the interfolding cord from one cord to another. Fascinating. Then it says this. Now, this is in verse 30. Then I was by him as one brought up with him. What on earth does that mean to you? If I was to look at a, my children and have another member of another family um, involved with my children growing up together, going from babies all the way to adults, one child could look at the other child and say to their child, I have grown up with you. This is the same terminology that is being used here. Completely and utterly fascinating. That's about all I'm going to say to that. You can go down in your little rabbit warrens in your own head and the way you think and try and figure that one out. I'm still working on it. Then I was by him, which means she was standing beside him, being an observer. Remember, she's clarifying her qualifications to start into chapter 9 and to begin to lay the foundation for the governmental authority that she has and the knowledge she has because she was an observer of absolutely everything that was birthed out of the eternal world going right through the beginning of his ways into his works of old into the realm of everlasting and then into the beginning and then into creation and then all the foundations everything to do with creation itself of course she was an observer of so here is this being that grew up with him, according to scripture here, that was an observer of absolutely everything that was done and has the complete knowledge of everything that was done. I was by him as one brought up with him. and I was his daily delight. Have you ever wondered what that means like? There's times in the morning when I would wake up and turn over and just look at my wife and think, you're lovely. And so I know it's really nice. Okay, it's awesome. And, and, and uh, you know, just, just whatever. Um, being the delight of someone means that your heart fondly dotes on that person with absolute delight, never seeing wrong, never seeing anything that we can understand as corrupt. Um, but there, of course, there's no corruption there. So all there was was this overwhelming joy and awe of the wonder of a being that is as is, is standing beside Yahweh and she never daily that means she never left his side and everything that was ever done she was with him she was his daily delight which means that he looked at her and delighted overwhelmingly in her every day we may say 365 days but 
you know, one day is as a thousand years elsewhere. So perhaps the daily day is every thousand years. There was this continuation of an unfolding in the timeline of humanity of a of a just a glorious, amazing, unspeakable awe and wonder for one another. That's what daily delight means. Hallelujah. I was his daily delight, rejoicing always before him. Which the word rejoicing means to overflow with abundant, like a river flowing, like a stream, tinkling and a waterfall, moving like the sound of the sea and the raging of a wave. Just this come this place of ah, always before him, rejoicing always before him, which means that she understood who he was to bring delight to the father once you see the relational connection that she is trying to show that is available here for you and i with the father himself if she has done it then we are able also to do the same thing and also possibly better i don't know that it can be better but who knows it's just my own thoughts Rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable parts of his earth. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, is she talking here about this earth? The one that he created or perhaps another earth somewhere that this earth is a blueprint of? So we're talking first creation. We're talking second creation. Or we're talking before first creation. Because remember, creation itself was framed out of a record of something else. Because light has a record in it that then is observed and then forms solid matter through observation. So it says that Yahweh said, let there be light. And he saw the light that it was good. So light, creative light that Yahweh was creating with had to be observed. So matter could find an existence within the physical realm. Which means that the blueprint of the earth was already inside his heart. So the question then is, where did the blueprint come from? Perhaps it was because there's an earth called his earth. I don't know. I'm just posing these questions to challenge thinking patterns that have been inside Christendom for so long. Rejoicing in the habitable parts of his earth, and my delight was with the sun were with the sons of men. Isn't that fascinating? So perhaps she was with Yahweh who knew how to be up and down on the timeline and could be present with anyone at any time given their genealogy and where they come from so she can be present here with us as well as present in 1912 as well as in 1000 and well as um, 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 B BC before Christ was even there she was able to be present but she knew the hearts of men I often wondered whether she was all part of the process of the releasing of us as beings out of the realm of the world of his kingdom into the physical world where we received our scroll of purpose in creation when we were set up as illuminations in Genesis 1. I often wonder whether she was there rejoicing with us in our mandate now given to us from that point in the way beyond way beyond this process here where creation was beginning to be framed. We were already given a mandate before creation was even framed. We put up our hands and said, Yahweh, send me. I will go. I will become a physical being. I will find a place of inheritance within creation to be able to govern and rule through this process of humanity. Now, remember, now she's qualified herself. 
And then it says this, Now therefore hearken unto me, you children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. So wait, wait a minute, I thought we had to keep God's ways. So let's understand this a little bit. The spirit of wisdom is so woven into the fabric of Yahweh that she understands Yahweh's ways. So if you want to know the ways of Yahweh, the spirit of wisdom can teach you. That's why if you walk in his ways, to be able to walk in his ways, you have to understand and be in a relational connection with the spirit of wisdom because she will teach you of his ways. And the way she'll teach it is by showing you her ways. So it comes back to this issue then of discipleship. So again, therefore hearken unto me, O children. That word children there means little babies. So she's trying to address the little baby syndrome that we are caught in because we don't want to think about what this really, what these scriptures really mean going beyond our current knowledge. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O you children, for blessed are they who keep my ways. Now, this is not the ways of the spirit of wisdom are not to do with the, the requirements of living a life of wisdom. The ways of wisdom is walking the way is to walk in the, it's like the way of the tree of life. They are the ways of wisdom. They are the ways of Yahweh. We, it's a journey we go on to unfold the express image of that part of Yahweh within our own life. And to walk in her ways is to walk in the journey of experiencing life from her perspective and then be able to mediate that life here within creation, bringing a framework so you and I could actually begin to move in the right way. Then she goes this, Hear instruction, and be wise, and do not refuse it. So she will give us instruction. Very clearly, she lays the foundation for us to receive instruction. And I have no doubt that Solomon received instruction from the Spirit of Wisdom on how to mediate Yahweh's ways in creation. It has to come through the Spirit of Wisdom. To understand Yahweh's ways, you must be in relationship. You cannot understand Yahweh's ways just by studying. Everything is based on relationship, not on the process of the law of studying. Then it says, and, and hear instruction and be wise and do not refuse it. So actually, we can choose to reject the spirit of wisdom. We can choose to reject her tutelage and her apprenticing of our life to the ways of Yahweh that are found in her regarding your function as a spirit being. Much of what is written down here within the word, in the context of this, when you begin to get to grips with it, you begin to realize how little we know and how limiting everything has ever been done around us. The process of all of this. We, we have the choice. This is where, as a sentient being, we have the right of choice. We can choose to engage or we can choose to not be engaged and the choice is yours. And so my, my wife has often said, we are the sum of all of our choices added together. And that is just such an amazing statement for me. We are the sum of all of our choices and we can choose or we can refuse to engage with the spirit of wisdom. If you do, there is a whole lot that you're going to learn about over the next next number of of day, next number of sessions we do here with Origin Gate and with this podcast and Wisdom's Echo that is going to be um, ikibod to you because you will find 
that it will scripture itself will try and begin to correct your inner heart's instruction. Don't refuse it. Then it says this, and I'm going to finish with this. Blessed is the man that hears me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. I am going to pick this up in the next session we do in verse 34, because there is so much here that is of so much importance that we cannot just give it credence or give it time in what is left here. This is Ian Clayton for Wisdom's Echo and Origin Gate podcast signing off. Have an amazing day. Thank you.